Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church to make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. I want to title today's message, Master of Breakthroughs. So I want you to touch two or three people around you and tell them, Master of Breakthroughs. That's the God that we serve. We don't come to church to waste our time. We have better things to do, but it's much more than just coming on a Sunday morning or Sunday evening, whatever is your case, and just coming and listen to an encouraging word. We know that giving our lives, giving our youth, giving our time, Carly was talking about through our giving, our sacrificial giving with respect to our finances. Whenever you give to God, man, God declares that he's going to open doors of heaven, that he's going to lead you to see many breakthroughs in your life. So I shared a modified version of it in a Spanish service. Uh, I was told to preach on a Thursday night, which has been happening pretty often lately. And I shared this message and a couple of people came up to me and they started telling me, well, you got to share this in JTP church. You got to share this in JTP church. And I was just waiting for the right moment. And I was praying this week and I, I believe this is the moment. Amen. And like I said, master of breakthroughs. And it has to do with faith. I want you to touch the person that's closest to you and tell them faith is important. And it's important that you know what faith is because sometimes when we talk about faith, we really think that faith is just about beliefs. We think that, oh, my faith is my religion or what I believe in. But faith transcends beliefs. Amen? And I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. I'm going to give you three scriptures right off the bat. Boom, boom, boom. And then we're going to talk a little bit about this and we're going to build it up and it's going to be amazing. Amen. I believe that God's going to do great things in your life. And my prayer is that this would encourage you to believe in God for breakthroughs in your life this year. Maybe there's people sitting here that you're going through situations that have had you in the same negative state for a long time and you haven't been able to bust out of it. Repetitive things, things that have been there for a long time. But God is a God of breakthroughs. God is a God that always takes us from glory to glory. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, not 13, verse 17, and we're going to read 17 and 18. It says, for our light affliction, and I love how it starts because it doesn't matter what kind of affliction you're going through, it's light. Tell the person next to you, it's light. Tell them it's no big deal. Come on, tell them, you're making, you're making more of a deal than what it is. When we're in the middle of the affliction, it looks huge and it looks like it's overwhelming. And it's looked like sometimes I've heard people say, uh, Pastor, I don't think I'm going to be able to get out of this one. But when we see it through God's lenses, God says, your light affliction, which is but for a moment. Tell the person next to you, come on, you're going you're gonna to bother them a lot today. Tell them it's just temporary. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. We go through stuff and, and it appears it's going to be there forever. But God says, Number one, our affliction is light. And number two, is just for a moment. It's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So not only is it light, not only is your affliction or whatever you're going through that's out of your control temporary, but it's also working for the good of you. So that in the end, you will see a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Come on. Now that we have that perspective on the trials that we go through, on the situations that are challenging us, why don't you give God praise for everything that he just finished declaring over your life? Because that would be a sign of faith, right? Saying, God, I believe in your word. Man, I thought that, wow, I started this year and already I got this bad news or I got this or this door shut down right in my face or this opportunity that I thought I had all of a sudden it came crumbling down and what am I going to do now? And you're all worried. Well, God says, it's light. It's temporary. God's going to open bigger doors. Amen. And it's all going to work for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The second scripture that I want to give you is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. It's a very short verse that we repeat a lot here in church. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. In that little verse, my gosh, if you understand this, your eyes will be open to a whole spiritual sphere that you probably never understood. Because the Bible says that as children of God, we don't walk by what our eyes see. We walk by faith. Everybody say, we walk by faith. The question is, what is your faith in? What are you believing in? 
Amen? What's inside your heart? What has God promised in your life that you're holding on to? And you're casting to the side the things that your eyes are seeing. Sometimes the things that, that our eyes see are real. How many say amen? You go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, look, you got this situation going on. They diagnosed you with something that's incurable. Man, that is real. You, we got the x-rays to prove it. it. It's real. But there's one thing that I've learned. There's something that is above real, and it's called truth. And when God says something, it's truth. Amen? And when you walk by faith, you're embracing the truth. And even the things that look real, even the things that you see, the things that appear to be immovable through God's truth, if you embrace it, you're going to see God's glory. So we are people that walk not by sight. Come on, tell the person next to you, we don't walk by sight. Or tell them, quit walking by sight. Better said, And start walking by faith. And the third verse that I want to share with you is in Romans 10, verse 17. And the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing. Everybody say faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? I can hear a lot of things, right? I can put my earbuds on and just listen to many things. But it says, and hearing by the word of God. So if you combine these three verses that we just finished speaking, you'll learn that whatever you're going through is small compared to the God that you have. And even if it looks, if it looks negative or it seems that it's going to get the best of you, God says God's going to use that to bring about an even greater state than before. God's going to use that situation to take you to a level that you haven't been to even prior to this even happening. And also we learned that, well, we're the type of people, if we're people of faith, that we walk by what God spoke to our lives. We walk by faith, and we don't walk by what our eyes see. And number three, faith is what? Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the Word of God. In other words, the more you hear of the Word of God, the more you read it every morning, when it's the last thing you do before you go to sleep, you know, you turn on your car, and instead of putting, you know, I don't know what radio station, you, you put a radio station that's going to encourage. You're going to listen to songs that have to do with encouragement and with God's Word. The more you fill yourself with God's Word, the more in tune you're going to be with what God wants to do. How many say amen? So, check it out. If we are going to be people of faith, we can't walk or live by what our eyes see. This is hard. It takes time to be able to overcome this because we, we are led by what our eyes see. Whatever situation our eyes see, whatever we feel, sometimes we're led by our feelings. We think that that is the truth. And sometimes we let our feelings and situations control us and dictate to us how we should live or what our future is going to be like. But God says that if we are people of faith, we shouldn't live by the things that our eyes see. Maybe what your eyes are seeing right now isn't too pretty or isn't what you would want to see or what you expected. But God's telling you tonight that you don't have to live that way because God created you for something better. God created you to be a person of faith. God wants you to connect yourself to him because he has greater things for your life. Thank you for your amen. Tough crowd tonight. People of faith don't allow the things they see to dominate or overwhelm them. You could be going through something pretty strong, but when you know how strong and powerful your God is, it doesn't move you. It's all about how much you know your God. We listen to God's promises, and what we hear is greater than what we see. I want you to write it down somewhere. What we hear should be greater than what we see. And when you know God in that level, no bad news is going to drive you off course. You know that in the end, God is overcoming. He is the, come on, what, we, what did we title this message? Don't tell me you already forgot. Master of Breakthroughs. That's the God that we serve. In the Bible, there's a story about Jesus. He was hangry one day. I mean, like we were on fast week. <laughs> really hungry. And he was just walking, doing all these miracles and stuff. And all of a sudden, he got hungry. And from afar, he saw a tree that had a lot of, had a lot of branches. It had a lot of leaves. It was a fig tree. And he said, you know, I'm going to approach the fig tree. And I want to eat. And when he got to the fig tree, he didn't find any figs. And he proceeded to pray. And he did a prayer, not your typical prayer. As a matter of fact, he said these words, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. He went to the tree. He was hungry while he was doing the work of God. 
And he said these words, and he basically cursed the tree, and the disciples were there. The Bible clearly states, and the disciples heard him. If you read it carefully, you can find this in, I believe it's in Mark chapter 11. You can could, you could look it up later on. The disciples heard him say, and I'm guessing that they probably heard and looked at the tree, and nothing happened. And they probably thought, well, that was weird. You know, that was a weird prayer. First time we hear Jesus say a word and declare something, and nothing happens. So, I mean, they just continued on their way. And the Bible clearly states that the next morning they woke up and they had to pass by the same tree. And they couldn't believe it that this time when they passed by the tree, it was completely dried up from the root. You see, what happens is that apparently when Jesus said the prayer, apparently nothing happened. If you're a person that are led by what your eyes see, you would have said, well, nothing happened. The tree just continued the same. It's not like it, he said the word and it dried up right there and it turned brown immediately. But in the moment that Jesus prayed, where it wasn't visible, the root started to dry up. And even though nothing visible happened in the moment, down in the root, the tree was drying up. And I'm here to tell you, there's certain things, there's certain things that you are carrying around with and certain things that you are living through that you need to stand up and talk and speak to it. And when you speak to it, you might not see something happen right away. But when you speak, you could be certain that the root is starting to dry up. And when you start declaring situations, declaring the word of God over adversities and over things and sickness and negative things that are happening your way that don't let you progress forward, you can be certain that God is going to be for you. Jesus was healing the sick. He was doing the work of God. And this also speaks to me that when we're doing the work of the ministry, when we're leading HOBs, when we're leading people and we're doing, man, whatever situation you have, God will provide. Come on, if you're serving God, you think God, our Father, is not going to take care of us? And, and what I love about this is that what Jesus prayed for wasn't, oh, God, give me more souls. It wasn't a religious prayer. It wasn't something I had to do. He was just hungry. It was about provision. And he was just coming, and, and it's expectant. The Bible says that every laborer is worthy of his wages, Right? So he was laboring for the kingdom. He was serving God, doing all these miracles, and now there's no food, and he spoke to the situation. And it's time that us, as people of God, that we're serving God, that we're loving God, whenever we see a situation or whenever we're experiencing lack or misery, start speaking to that situation. Man, if it's a house that you need, go stand in front of the house and say, Lord, I want this house. I declare that this is the house that you're going to give me. Go find the car that you like. You know, just put your hands on it. That's what I'm learning from this passage here because it was something that had to do with provision. And as long as we're serving God, man, we have all the right to start declaring things. Now, it's important that we live by faith. These disciples, they were observing the tree with what their physical eyes would see. But Jesus sent that word in faith, and the next day it was dried up. I declare in Jesus' name that today as we get out of here, people are going to start speaking to their situations, and situations are going to dry up in Jesus' name, negative situations. And God's going to bring to pass amazing things that you were expecting. You believe that? Amen. That's how faith works. But Peter, when he saw that, he couldn't believe it. In Mark 11, verse 22, and then we're going to skip to 24, Peter saw the tree dry up from one day to the other, and he says, this is incredible. Jesus responded and he said, have faith in God. And I want to share that with you today. I want you today to be able to take your faith to a new level. After all, we're not putting our faith in just anybody. We're putting our faith in the master of breakthroughs. How many say amen? And, and Jesus just looked at Peter and, and Peter was just freaked out about this. I'm like, God, I mean, I've never seen a tree dry up from one day to in a couple of hours. I mean, this is crazy. And he says, have faith in God. And look what God told him. Jesus Therefore, I say, I'm in verse 24, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Is that complicated to explain? Is that a formula that takes, I mean, a PhD to be able to understand? Pretty simple. He was freaked out and he's like, I can't believe it. This guy just, we thought nothing happened and, and now it's dried up. And, and he said, look, Whenever you got a situation that you don't understand, just 
pray for it. You have to believe that it's going to happen. That's what faith is. Faith is believing that what I'm saying is going to happen, and you will have them. So everybody say, I got to pray. I got to believe, and I will get. Come on, say it again. I got to pray. I got to believe, and I will get, and I will receive, and that's how it works. You need to believe. It doesn't do you any good if you just pray and don't have faith. The Bible talks about that and compares it to the waves of the sea that never get anywhere, right? You'll be a double-minded person. But God, one of the things that pleases God is when you do things in faith, when you believe, right? God, I believe that you're on my side. I may have started the year this way or I may have this situation lagging, but I'm going to trust in you that you're going to make a way and God will do it. How many say amen? Come on, can somebody raise their hand and say, I believe that God is going to do amazing things in my life because I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to believe it Therefore, I'm going to receive it. All right, put your hands together and praise him. Come on. Maybe you're needing a home, a car. Maybe you need a husband. Whew. Had a feeling somebody was going to respond to that. Maybe a wife. You're praying to God for a wife. Maybe you need an idea for a business. Is you're tired living paycheck by paycheck, right? Maybe you need a strategy. You need God's favor. Well, stand before it, speak to it in faith, and watch God work. You see, because faith is trusting in God 100%. That's what faith is. It's believing in God. It's saying, I know who God is. I know God wouldn't let me down. A guy in the Bible, crazy guy. I guess that's why they call him the father of faith. His name was Abraham, and he left everything at the age of 75 years to follow God into a place that God didn't even tell him. He said, leave out your family, leave all your goods, leave all your stuff, and start, just start walking. Start walking through the desert, and I'll tell you where I'm leading you. And this guy just <laughs> left everything and believed God. Without knowing his destination, he believed God, and he started moving in that direction. Well, we, on the other hand, sometimes God tells us something a lot less faith-dependent than what he told Abraham, and we want a detailed GPS with all the answers. We want all the twists, all the turns all the directions. But God said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If where you are today didn't require faith or didn't require a high level of risk, then maybe you're not living by faith. Because people that live by faith, man, you, you see some crazy things happen to you along the way. And faith sometimes going to lead you to do things that you never thought you'd do. God sometimes is going to tell you to go in a direction that you never would have thought yourself. But then you see the results and you say, God, thank you, number one, for speaking to me. And thank you for giving me a heart that always turns to your justice and to your knowledge that, that would always want to follow you because if not, I wouldn't have been able to experience this amazing turn of events that you've allowed. So don't allow what your eyes are seeing today to avoid everything that God is speaking over you. Everything your eyes are seeing, especially the negative, stuff that the enemy uses to say, look, and you go to church, and you, think, and you say that God is by your side, and you say that God is for you, and all the things that your eyes are seeing, don't allow it to avoid everything that God is speaking to you. And if you're just focused on what you're seeing, maybe it's because you're not listening to God's voice enough. What your eyes are showing you is deeper, and it's... It's a stronger message than what God is speaking to you because you're too distracted. But once you tune in, you start hearing the voice of God and God starts directing you and God starts showing you the way to success, the way to being blessed, the way to experiencing God's blessing. You're going to be able to enjoy it. Let yourself be guided by what you hear when you come to church. Open your Bible before you go to bed and before you start your day and start listening to God's direction and what he's speaking over you. A beautiful example of this is the life of David. You guys could read this in your house in 2 Samuel chapter 5. I encourage you guys to read the story. It's a beautiful story about David just being crowned king of Israel. And the minute he gets crowned, adversity knocks at the door. Isn't it funny how sometimes when, when you reach a blessing or a success, you have people hating, right? Or you have opposition coming and you're like, wow, why is this happening? Well, it happened to David. He got crowned. The king of Israel and the Philistines heard, and they came against them. An entire army of the enemies of Israel were coming, and they wanted, they wanted to kill 
They wanted to end David's life. In verse 19, this is where it's so important, and here's where we know that David was a person of faith. It says, so David inquired of the Lord. And you're going to see in the entire chapter how multiple times David, when he was in a situation that he didn't know what to do, he didn't just call his general and say, hey, what do you, what's the battle strategy? I mean, what do we do? You know, let's talk to me. The army's already marching, so what do we do? We don't. The first thing he would do is inquire of God. Sometimes that's the last thing we do when we got situations that are coming against us, when we have enemies, right, per se, that come against us and in battle, and we're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then we start talking to our friends and our family members. We, we can't sleep at night, and, and the last thing we do is tell God. Well, David, he was a man of faith, and he knew that there was something that God was going to speak to him because being a person of faith, you're guided by what God speaks. Faith comes through hearing, and not by what your eyes see. His eyes were seeing these enemies coming against him, but he knew that God had a different report. And indeed, verse 19, he asked them, God, should I go up against them? What, what do I do? If I go up against them, will you be there? And God responded, go up, for I will doubtless. Everybody say doubtless. Man, those are some amazing words to hear, right? Without a doubt, I'll give you the victory. Isn't it amazing how God could sometimes just remove fear and remove all doubt and remove... When God tells you something like that, you're like, all right, let's go. Where are they at? We're going to cut some, chop some heads off, right? Because you have certainty that God is with you. God told them, go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hands. That's verse 19, 2 Samuel chapter 5. I want you to put your arms around somebody close to you and ask them this question. Tell them, is your ear turned to God or to your situation? David knew what to do when things got heated. And I'm going to just resume the story. I mean, the Bible says that David went, just like God promised. He defeated the Philistines, and he named the place Baal-perazim. Can somebody take a guess what Baal-perazim means? Master of breakthroughs. He went, he wiped all these people out that tried to come against them, and he said, because God gave me this breakthrough, I'm going to name this place Master of Breakthrough. I believe that God's going to give victory to people here in this place. And you're going to remember this. You're going to remember this Sunday night. And you're going to say, wow, I serve a Master of Breakthrough. He's going to break you out of that situation that you're in. If you're sick, he's going to heal you. If you're going through a financial situation, this is going to be your pr most prosperous year in 2017. I declare that over my life. It's... It's going to be a year that's going to show God's blessing in every single area of your life. David said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. That's something he declared, right? If you read the story, he's broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. You know what's interesting is that they came back a second time. They were relentless. These people, they rallied up their troops and they said, you know what? We got to take them out. We got to take him out. Otherwise, David's going to, you know, he's going to come back after us. So we got to eliminate him now that he just turned king and he's just getting settled in his kingdom. What they didn't know is that they had a God, that David had a God that was much more powerful than Goliath, much more powerful than any army that the Philistines could muster up. But they came back regardless the second time. And guess what David did? Come on, anybody, take a wild guess. He inquired of God again. There's a lesson here. Every time you're in a situation that's out of your control, every time your faith gets tested, go to God because he has wisdom for you. And he has something he wants to speak over your life so you can see the glory of God come to pass. So this time God said in verse 23, you shall not go up. So he gave him a different strategy. You shall not go up, but circle around behind them and wait by the mulberry trees. And then he told them, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry tree, then you shall advance quickly, for the Lord will go before you. So check out the strategy, because sometimes we don't take time to understand what God is telling him. He's telling him, look, the army's already coming. And he told David, look, circle around them, and you're going to sit down underneath these mulberry trees. They're like blackberry trees, something like that, right? So he started saying, you're not going to go up and go against them. And keep in mind, the enemies are coming. He could probably start seeing them at a distance. 
and they're coming, and, and God told them, look, you're not going to move a muscle until you hear rumbling or until you hear something moving on the top of the mulberry trees. When you hear that, that's going to be angels of the Lord giving you the signal that this is the time you're going to stand up and you're going to go against your enemies. So David did that. And, you know, sometimes that's not as easy as it sounds because you're seeing your enemies coming against you. You just want to grab a sword and say, man, at least I'm going to go down swinging, right? I'm going to chop a few heads before I die. But God told him, look, calm down. Just wait here. Once you hear rumbling on the tops of the mulberry tree, that's going to be a sign that I sent my angels and that you're not going to go alone. I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to give you the victory. And that's exactly what happened. The Bible says, if you read the story, that David waited when he started hearing rumbling on the top of the mulberry trees. He stood up, he went, and God gave him a huge victory. How many praise God for that? How many here are expecting a huge victory over your life? Well, it's important to listen to where God is directing you and how God wants you to fight the battle. Sometimes we fight it in our own way. Sometimes we have a situation in our lives and we think that, oh, you know what? I'm going to stop coming to church. I'm going to stop serving. I'm going to stop. And if you don't consult with God, maybe you're, you're giving the enemy the pleasure of getting you to the point that he wants you to be. But God wants you to serve with conviction. Know that God is fighting for you. Know that God is going to give you the victory, just like he gave David. How many say amen? You guys really believe that? You guys really believe that David, the God of David is the God that you serve as well? Yeah. Amen. Don't be misguided by what you are seeing when God's voice is leading you to victory. And I'll tell you why it's important to always go to God to see what he's saying. Because, you see, God will never speak negative over your life. God will never say, yeah, yeah, you know what? You've done enough. You might as well just give up. You'll never hear God say something like that. God will never say, yeah, you know what, just, man, what you went through, just go ahead and slit your wrist, man. I mean, you might as well take your life. There's no hope for you. You never hear God say, things are not going to get better. Just throw in the towel and just relent. You'll never hear God speak that way. God will always give you a way out. God will always encourage you. It doesn't matter how far down you've fallen or how great the adversity that you're going through, God will always be there to help you out. And to give you a way out. How many say amen? amen? Come on, put your hands together if you really believe it. Every single one of us needs to decide whether we're going to allow situations to inflict fear, worry, anxiety over our lives, or if we're going to pay attention to what God is speaking. How many here like college football? Anybody here? College football fans? Yeah? A few? Okay. 1982, the Spartans of Michigan State, they were invading Badger Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. The emotion was electric. The cheers were deafening. But to a young man attending his first Big Ten football game, something about the experience didn't make sense. You see, Michigan State was clobbering the home team. They were whooping them. They were killing them. Yet when the visitors completed a long pass or they ran for a touchdown, the home team, the Wisconsin fans, cheered with all their might. And it was strange. Although their team was being trounced, the home crowd responded as if they were winning. And midway through the first quarter, the curious guy figured out what was going on. You see, as it so happened, on that very day, 80 miles away, the Milwaukee Brewers were hosting the St. Louis Cardinals in Game 4 of the World Series. So football fans in Badger Stadium were listening on portable radios as the Brewers were beating up on the Cardinals. So they were cheering, and their cheer had nothing to do with the action they were seeing on the gridiron. They were related to a reality that no one else could see. So they were there. Their team was getting killed, but they were listening to something else. They were listening to their Milwaukee Brewers beating on the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think that's what speaks to us, and that's what people of God go through people of faith right we see something but in our spirit we know that god is giving us the victory we may receive a bad news and say god will work all things for the good of those who love god i know that i'm going to get out of this even stronger than what i've started and that is what a person of faith does when you have that conviction when you are a person of faith when you understand that the master of breakthroughs is on your side there is nothing to fear 
That's how you see, and I know I use this example, and, and I've shared it with you guys, but that's how you see the early church, that they were being persecuted, to be killed, to be whipped, to be put in jail, thrown in the Colosseum, to be eaten by lions. And these people still, you know, they loved God. They continued to preach the word. They would gather in the house with joy. And I'm like, how can people like that have joy? They're, they're out to get them, and they want to kill them because that's the joy that only God could give. You see, the peace that God gives, the joy that God offers, is something that this world cannot offer. It's something that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what situation is in your back, no matter what you're going through, God says, I'm for you. Don't worry. Keep on going. Keep on walking forward the same way that God was with David and he told him, look, I'm going to send my angels to stir up the mulberry trees the same way God is telling you, I'm, gonna, I'm with you every single day. I will never abandon you. Just put your faith in me and you're going to see my power at work. Is there anybody here that needs to see the power of God at work in their lives? I know I do. Amen. Are you responding to what you are seeing or to what heaven is saying? Jesus, when he was in the desert, the enemy came to tempt him and he showed him something that he could see. Am I right? He said, look at that rock. If you're the son of God, why don't you turn that rock into bread? You're hungry, 40 days fasting. Damn, must be really hungry. Turn it. Turn it into bread. But Jesus said, that man shall not live on bread alone, what his eyes were seeing, though, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, I will live not from what my eyes see, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come on, why don't you declare that? I think that's worthy of sharing with somebody. Put your arms around someone and tell them, you shall live. Not by what your eyes are seeing now. Not by what people are telling you. By the threats that you're receiving. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So faith comes from hearing. You can tune in to CNN and allow everything that's going on in the world scare you and still fear in you. Or you can tune into another news from another world. Because God says, it would all be well with my soul. There's a lot of fearful people out there and say, man, things are getting, some people don't even want to go out. They don't want to eat anything uh, because they say it's contaminated and they think everything is a conspiracy and they live in fear. Bible says, look, it doesn't matter what's happening out there. 1,000 will fall to your left, 10,000 will fall to your right, but they will not get you. How many say amen? I'm protected. I'm covered by the blood and God will lead me from victory to victory. I don't care what's going on out there. God is not worried about politics. He's not worried about the unemployment rate. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you know what? He takes care of his children. He takes care of his children. If you are seeing something but hearing something better, let me hear you shout tonight. Come on. <laughs> Some of you weren't ready for that one. That's why on a day like today, we could just come to church and, and declare, my God is greater right? Sing a song saying, God, I know that you're with me, you're for me. It's not just like a hopeful thing and say, hopefully this happens. No, we're declaring a truth. And truth is above reality. Truth is above any situation that your eyes are seeing. It's what God has destined you for. Look what 1 John 5, 4 says. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born, whatever comes from God, always overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Come on, shout it out. Oh, y'all didn't bring your Bibles today or what? Y'all looking with a blank look? You got to bring your Bibles to church. Come on now. What is it? Our what? Let me give her the verse. 1 John 5, 4. You guys getting lazy, looking at the screens. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Now you guys could shout it. You guys should have this verse memorized to begin with. Shouldn't even wait for that verse to be. Our victory is what? What is the victory that has overcome the world? Our faith. Our faith. That's what sets us apart. Our faith is not established and it's not put on a fat man that you rub his belly for good luck probably was a good man, but died a long time ago. He's not a god. Buddha, come on. He was a good man that lived and people worship him, but he has no power to help you. Our faith is based on Jesus, who died, was the son of God, but resurrected and is sitting at the throne of God 
and has blessed us with blessings in spiritual places. And when you put your faith in Him, and when you go to seek counsel from God, He'll always give you the right direction to overcome. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, Jesus said this, that in me you may have peace. And then he continues saying, In the world you will have tribulation. Everybody say, We're going to have tribulation in the world. You're not in a bubble. Just because you come to church, just because you gave your life to Christ, doesn't mean you're going to be in a bubble and no one could do anything bad. Stuff happens, right? There's situations. We're going to have tribulations. Jesus himself said it. But then he says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So take it easy. Anything that may happen to you, I've overcome, right? If it's guilt, I've overcome guilt. I came. I made myself poor so that you could be rich. I came, I suffered, I was nailed to a cross so that your pain and your sins wouldn't be counted towards you so you could live freely. How many say amen? That's what God came to do. Matthew 9, 2 also, I'm giving you a few scriptures so you can see how good this is. When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, this guy, he couldn't walk, he was a paralytic, son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. He also healed them, by the way. But what I want to get to in this specific verse is that we shouldn't just shout for what God has given us, but also for what God has removed from us. Sometimes we shout for all the things that God, oh, God's blessed me with a house, God's blessed me. But what about the things that God removed from you? What about your sins that didn't give you access to heaven, but because of the blood of the Lamb who covered all your sins, now you have everlasting life. Come on, can we give God a shout for that? I tell you, just like Jesus told that guy, be of good cheer. Why don't you tell, find two or three people around you, tell them, be of good cheer. Come on, change that face. Tell them, smile a little. Come on, look at two or three people and tell them, smile a little. Be of good cheer. Matthew 14, 27, once again, be of good cheer. It is I, don't be afraid, he told Peter once. God brought you here to remind you that whatever situation has got you worried, guess what? He already overcame it. He, he overcame death, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest enemy that man could ever have, death. So many people don't even want to talk about that because they're like, no, you know what? Uh, that's, a, that's not a topic I want to talk about. I'd rather focus on life, and, and it's true. We, we, we're not here in church to talk about death or magnify death. But Jesus says he overcame death. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when a Christian dies, when a believer dies, it doesn't say that we die. It says that we want to rest. He laid down and he rested. Why? My body is not who I really am. This is just, this is just my body, but who I really am is inside. I'm a spirit being. I'm a soul. And the minute I close my eyes here of old age, because I'm not going to go any other way, I'm declaring it. The minute that happens, I'm going to close my eyes here and open them instantly in the presence of God. I'm in a better place. How many say amen? That's thanks to Jesus who paid the price. He died so that we wouldn't have to die. People of faith see defeat, but they hear victory. You may see defeat in your eyes, but if you're a person of faith, you will see victory. You will hear victory. They see discouragement, but they hear, I'm blessed in the field, blessed in my house, blessed going in, Bless going out. Everything changes when you listen to God's voice. Seeing one thing but believing another. So I want to ask you one more time as I finish up. What are you hearing? What are you listening to today? Starting this new year, 2017, what are your expectations and who are you listening to to direct your path? Are you just waiting for opportunities to open and the first opportunity that opens up, you go? Maybe that's not what God wanted for you. And if you would have stayed put, you would have had even a greater opportunity. You see, while you always need to be in contact with God, it's important to listen to where God is directing you. I believe that a lot of people of faith sitting here tonight are hearing, I am healed by what God said in Isaiah chapter 53. You're embracing God's word. By his stripes, I was healed. I'm not going to, 2017, I'm not going to carry this sickness any longer. I declare my healing in Jesus' name. There are people sitting here that are listening to a word come from God saying, I am blessed. 
by what God spoke to me in Deuteronomy chapter 28. You can write it down and read it later on in your house, but that's what God is saying over your life with respect to prosperity. Maybe you're hearing that you are free because you've been bound by addictions or bound by your past or bound by certain things that have got the best of you in the past, but by what John says in the Word of God, you are living free and you declare yourself that you will be free in Jesus' name from your past. I hear that in all these things, as the Word says, I am more than a conqueror through Him who loved us. Anybody see themselves as a conqueror? I don't know why you didn't say amen then. We are more than conquerors more than conquerors, more than victors, more than survivors. Man, we are blessed and highly favored. No one here tonight has the right, listen to me, JTP Church, no one here, no one here sitting here, I don't care who you are, where you come from, where you are in life, no one has the right to remain burdened, sad, depressed, worried, anxious, etc. from this day on. Change the station, man. Change what you're listening to. God has not given you a spirit of fear. The Bible says he's given us a spirit of power. If you are fearful, that fear doesn't come from God. If your situation right now is making you live in fear, then you're not connected to the right station because God doesn't work in fear. The other guy works in fear, but God operates in power. God operates in hope. God operates in victory. Check it out, Daniel. You guys remember the story. I'm finishing up. Two more minutes. Daniel in the Bible, man of God, amazing man of God. Some haters started seeing prosper so much, and they went to the king, and they tried to, you know, pull the rug from underneath him, get him in trouble. And they made the king sign something where nobody could pray to anybody else but the king. And Daniel was a man of God. He didn't pray to the king. He prayed to God. So... The king signed it, not knowing what these people were trying to plot against Daniel. They came and they brought it to Daniel. And they said, look, Daniel, the king just signed this. You can't pray to anybody but to the king. And Daniel said, oh, yeah, well, uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, my loyalty is to God. And instead of praying hidden inside his house, he will pray inside his house. But you know what he would do? He would open his curtain, just like always. Look out through his window, raise his hand, and his, his window would point towards Jerusalem. And he would, in public, just raise his hand, honor God. These people that were hating on him, they got him. They told the king. They made the people throw Daniel in the lion's den. But you know what? Daniel wasn't too worried about what his eyes were seeing because he was, he was listening to what? He was listening to God. And God told him, look, I'm with you. I'm with you when you're in your house. I'm with you when you're speaking to the king, but I'll also be with you in the lion's den. Maybe there's some people here that you feel like you're in the lion's den. But you know what? Don't be fearful. The Bible says that Daniel, you know, he was there the whole night. They hadn't fed these lions for I don't know how long. And I know this because when they came and later on through all the people that had put Daniel in that situation, the Bible says that they didn't even touch the floor. The lions ate them before any part of their bodies hit the floor. So that's how hungry they were. But because Daniel was listening to something else and he was a person of faith, he went there. He used lions as a pillow. How many of you guys have seen those Siberian tigers and you're like, man, I wish I could just hug those and just cuddle with them, right? I mean, they're fierce, but they're, they're cuddly. I mean, yesterday I was at the zoo. And we went to take Luca and my little niece. And, man, beautiful. And I would love to do that. When I get to heaven, I hope I have the opportunity to do it. I wouldn't try to do it here. <laughs> Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. But Daniel got the opportunity, and he was there in that situation. And he slept the whole night, and the king, in the morning, when it started dawning, he went, and he got down to the den, and he said, Daniel, Daniel. He started calling out to this, to this guy, and he says, has the God that you continuously serve been able to deliver you from the lions? And then he said, oh, king, yes, he has. I am here, live and well. I don't care what den you get thrown into. Because sometimes for trusting God, stuff happens. But you know what? We wouldn't be reading about all these amazing things. You see, when you, when you serve God, sometimes stuff happens. But man, you got stories to tell. You got adventures. I mean, your life is it's not repetitive and it's not 
you know, boring. You always got stuff happening and God shows his glory and, and you're here in this situation like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm just going to trust in God. I'm going to listen to God. God gets you out of it and you have a testimony. Some of you guys haven't seen the power of God because you're not connected to what God is speaking. But 2017, my gosh, God is going to start surprising you in every situation, using the bad for the good, taking you to places that you never thought, using you to bless people that you never thought you'd touch. How many say amen? Are you believing this with me? Daniel listened to God. That's why he wasn't threatened or he wasn't fearful of what his eyes were seeing. Calvary seemed to be a victory for darkness, but on the third day, the stone was removed and Jesus arose, defeating death. We need to be careful on focusing on all the bad that is going on in the world today. I'm not ignorant. I know that we're living the last days. The Bible talks about that. If you look in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about that in the last days, there's going to be perilous times. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, etc., etc., etc. I'm seeing that today. I'm not trying to cast that to the side. I know that we're living those days. But I'm not worried about it because while all that's going on, I'm tuned into a different station. I'm listening to what God is saying, and God is saying that in the last days, He's going to pour out His Spirit over all flesh, and our children will prophesy, and people will start dreaming big and start doing things that nobody ever in the history of the world have done for Christ. And that's what I'm believing. Those that are connected to God say, Things are getting really bad out there, but those filled of the Spirit are beginning to dream and see by faith a generation arising ready to change the world, ready to influence politics, to influence science, to influence the arts, to influence the laws of this nation, to influence and change our nation. How many say amen? That's what we're working for. So JTB Church, if you can listen to Heaven's Station tonight, what's being broadcast from up there, you will hear just two words, and those words are, we won. We won. That's it. God already fixed the fight. You're in the battle, and you're fighting the battle, but God already told us what the outcome's going to be. We won. Come on, tell the person next to you. Tell them, cheer up. Be of good cheer. Come on. We won. We have the victory. God is by our side. We already won. Some haters may look at you, and they could probably point at you and label you for your past. They'll probably call you addict, sinner, evil, selfish, bad father, bad mom, Druggy, alcoholic, perv. But heaven is saying something different. You're blessed. You're justified by Christ. You're sanctified. You're forgiven. You're favored. You're renewed by the blood of Jesus. Get on your feet. Come on. The master of breakthrough is among us. I said the master of breakthroughs is among us. If you came to church just to come, maybe that's not a big deal. But if you're hungry for God, and if you really want to see God and see God do amazing things in your life today, and if you're really hungry for Him and want more of God in your life, want to turn your life over to God and see Him do great things and help you lead you into the destiny that He's created you for this year, man, that's a reason to shout. You can't leave this place today the same way you came. Even if you came on a high, even if you had a good first couple of weeks of the year, man, after this, you got to leave here shouting. And you got to leave this place knowing that God is for you. And that if you just connect for him, he has wisdom for you. He has grace for you. He'll go before you opening up doors. And even in situations where you, look, you feel like you're in a lion's den, that you might even lose your life, God will use that to bring about the most incredible. When you think about Daniel, what do you think about? Lion's den, right? One of the, Daniel, the lion guy. It was the greatest testimony today, thousands of years later. We know this guy because of his boldness. Daniel's friends, when they were thrown into the, the fiery furnace, his three friends, because they said, we will not worship that idol. We're going to worship God only, and I don't care who you are. If we have to die, we're ready to die, but we're not going to worship that. I love how these guys reacted. 
they send an eviction. Very similar case, very similar case. They said, the king says that if you don't worship and when we start sounding the trumpets, if you guys don't bow down and worship that huge idol of the king, that he's going to throw you guys into the fiery furnace and you guys are going to burn to death. When they started playing the trumpets, everybody bowed down and started worshiping the idol and these three guys were there, nothing. So they brought him to the king. And they said, King, look, these guys didn't want to worship you. He gave them another chance. And he says, okay, I'm going to give you guys another chance. Now, if you don't do it this time, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. And he says, no, no, don't give me another chance. Our God is powerful enough to save us from that fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to worship that idol. If we have to die, we die. Wow. I think that God is looking for some people in JTP Church with that kind of determination. Say, I'm, I'm sold out for Jesus, 100%. I'm not playing church. I'm here. I'm all in, 100%. And these guys saw the glory of God. The Bible says that they threw him in the fiery furnace. It was so heated. It was so hot that the people that were throwing him in died. And then a couple of minutes, I mean, the king was really pissed because, you know, obviously they didn't respect him. And he was like, who are these people? And all of a sudden, a couple of minutes passed by and he went in. I guess there was like a little window that he could see. And he goes, how many people did we throw in there? Wasn't it three? And they said, yeah, we threw three in there. He said, how come I see four and one of them looks like the son of God in there? God was in there. And, and when they opened the furnace, they walked out. They didn't even smell of burnt. Not even, one, not even their hair smelled burnt. You see, that's the kind of protection that God gives you when you're listening to what God is saying. Things that go on, things that go wrong, things that the enemy tries to bring your way to frighten you, to... It's not going to prosper. And I finish with this, Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. While there will always be something trying to catch your eye, there will always be someone attempting to draw your hearing. God is trying to draw your ear to what he is speaking to you. Tonight, the master of breakthroughs wants you to know that he's with you. And no matter what you're fighting against, he has a strategy. And he has strong enough power to overcome any enemy that's against you. Since we're starting off the year, and basically this is like the first time I get to speak to JTP Church in English. And the first of the year, I, I spoke in Spanish. Last week, Jesus was here. But I want to give you an opportunity to be able to come here and say, God, this year I'm going to start listening to you more than ever. I'm going to tune in because I know that Whereas other things in my life may be speaking defeat, may be speaking problems, anxiety, situations, uh, difficulties. I know that from heaven, you're speaking peace, joy, victory. Amen? So if you want to connect to God and you want to make a commitment saying, God, this year I'm going to start it off right. I want you guys to come here and I just want to pray. I want to pray over you guys.